Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, if you pay close attention to what happens behind the altar rail on every given, any given Sunday, you have probably noticed that the acolytes and I do a lot of bowing, usually to the altar. Sometimes simply, sometimes dramatically. Bowing is nevertheless an important part of the liturgy. And yet they might strike some as strange, or perhaps just old-fashioned, or even something worse. Bowing, after all, hasn't been popular in our country for several centuries now. However, if we think about it, bowing is rather a mild gesture if what we say happens up there really happens up there. If Jesus Christ himself is, however mysteriously, present in the sacrament that is celebrated on that altar and reserved in that tabernacle, then bowing is just about the least we could do in that presence. It is, however, another bowing that I want to call your attention to this morning. And that is the way in which the acolytes and I and the acolytes and the verger bow to one another. Again, that may just seem like an old-fashioned gesture of deference, but it's actually something much more profound, something intimately connected with the holy feast we celebrate today. You see, I bow to the acolytes because, just like the sacrament that is celebrated on the altar, they are also a place where the presence of God is to be found. For it is the same Holy Spirit that makes Christ present in the bread and wine, that dwells in them, and in me, and in all of us. Now the Holy Spirit is probably that one person of the Trinity that we understand the least. If we can say we understand anything about the Trinity, but Trinity Sunday is next week, so you'll have to wait for that. What we can say is that the Holy Spirit is just as completely and fully God as the Father and the Son. That what falls upon the disciples in the upper room on the day of Pentecost with sound of rushing wind and tongues of flame is the gift of God, of Himself, all of God, and nothing besides alights on the disciples then and dwells in each of us now. Which is why Jesus can say that it is good for him to go away so that the Advocate can come. Because when the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, comes, the presence of God in this world is not limited to the temple in Jerusalem or to whatever plot of land happens to host the feet of Jesus of Nazareth. But the presence of God goes out into all creation with Christ's disciples. The fullness of God through the Holy Spirit dwells in each of us. We are each as sacred as the host and as holy as the temple in Jerusalem once was. Now, if you're like me, that may not actually be 
much like your experience of yourself. You may not feel very holy, and God may not feel very close to you, let alone dwelling within you. But we are told to expect that for now. That we live a mixed existence of the gift already given and present in us, and yet not yet fully experienced by us. St. Paul describes it as groaning in labor pains. That we, with all creation, are suffering the birth pangs of what God is bringing forth in us by His Spirit. But nevertheless, we can trust, we can live in hope in what God is doing in us and has promised to do in us. We can trust that the Holy Spirit in us is indeed our fundamental reality, even though it may seem just the opposite. And that is especially in our darkest moments, when the Holy Spirit is most powerfully active in us. Praying when we cannot pray with sighs too deep for words. So if all of that is true, then occasionally bowing to one another again seems like a rather timid gesture to capture that reality, although it may be a good reminder from time to time. No, we are called and empowered by that Holy Spirit to live by the hope in which we are saved, which means taking more seriously the presence of God in each of us that is assured in baptism. It means treating ourselves and treating one another with the reverence due to the holy temple of God. And that reverence is just another word for love. Now you may ask, well, what about those outside the church? What of those who have not yet heard that there is a Holy Spirit, or those who have heard and for whatever reason have turned their backs? Is the presence of God to be found there as well? I do think we need to be able to say that the Holy Spirit is assuredly and in a special way present in those who have been sealed in baptism, just as Christ is assuredly and in a special way present in the bread and wine we consecrate in the Eucharist. But saying that by no means limits their presence. I would counsel us to take seriously what St. Peter says on this day, quoting the prophet Joel, that God has poured out his spirit upon all flesh. That just as the gift had been given to the 120 in the upper room, so now God was giving it to the Parthians and the Elamites and the Medes out in the street. And today he is still giving it where it is least expected, and where it is not yet recognized, and even where it is still being openly rejected. That, as St. Peter describes, and as the events of today make clear, God, by His Holy Spirit, is breaking down all the dividing walls of humanity. No matter how futilely or sinfully we should try to hold them back up. And that therefore, All people are due the reverence, that is, the love, which is owed the dwelling place of God, because that is what God is making them. 
And we, who know now, however weakly, the reality of that spirit in us, we are called and empowered to live in that reality, to show that reverence to all, to demonstrate that love to all, to announce to all God's gift of himself in Christ through the Holy Spirit to all, which means all people and indeed all creation. This is the life we live as we wait in patient hope for that great and glorious day of the Lord, when all this shall be made manifest, when it shall all be clear, when on that day, by that same Spirit in whose power in us we rejoice on this day, our God shall renew the face of the whole earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.